Hey everybody, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the last episode, which was some kind of a video special, episode four. Uh, this is episode five now. We're back to audio. Uh, you know, or you may not know, that I'm a big fan of taking photos whenever I can. It's a hobby of mine that I really enjoy. Uh, and because it's kind of an all-over type of event, it can mean a wide variety of scenes that could come up. So it could be dark, could be light, could be inside, outside. There's a lot of different variables there. Uh, generally, if I'm going out for a walk or a hike, some kind of outing where I'm going with the specific intent of taking photos, I'll bring uh, my Sony A7, which I talked about in a previous episode of the podcast. That was episode two. So go back and check that one out if you are curious about the A7. And I'll usually bring a fixed lens with me uh, and maybe a zoom, depending on where I'm going and how much stuff I want to carry. So the A7 is still my absolute favorite camera. I have no complaints about it. Uh, the only, I guess the only thing you could say is a complaint is that although it is insanely small for what you're getting in a full frame mirrorless, there's still times when it's just too big to carry around. You don't want to be carrying it with you if you're just kind of going out for a walk or there's also times when you may not want to draw attention to yourself with a larger camera with interchangeable lenses and all that. So I'll generally have a second camera with me, which is my phone. Uh, it's kind of whatever iPhone I have at the time. Right now it's an iPhone 6. And the camera on that is amazing. Considering how tiny it is and the fact that it's just integrated into my phone, you can't really fault that camera at all. Um, but there are, of course, times when uh, a phone camera just doesn't quite cut it, uh, mainly in darker areas where the sensor is just not quite up to picking up enough light uh, in those darker areas, and you start getting a lot of grain. So that's kind of where you start running into maybe there's a mid-level thing you could be looking at, which is generally something like uh, a point-and-shoot type category. And I know there's quite a variety of point-and-shoots, uh, they are they're all over the map. A lot of them are far worse than your camera phone, and and a good portion of them are better. So it really just depends on on which one you get. Um, I decided that I wanted to have the kind of mid range camera just for walking around. Needed to be small, pocketable, um, have its own lens, just kind of integrated into it. So I'm not dealing with with bulk in that respect. Because generally, if you have a detachable lens, it's going to be sticking out a good ways. So. Because I was already in the Sony ecosystem, uh, I was looking at the RX100 series, which has gone through several iterations in its lifetime. So we're now on the, the RX100 Mark III, and I just have to say this is probably the best point-and-shoot camera I have ever seen. It's truly amazing at how, how good the image quality is and the number of features that they've packed into this tiny, tiny body. So real quick over the improvements, uh, to go over the improvements of the RX100. So you had the Mark I, which was the initial launch of the model. It was a 28 to 100 millimeter focal range. Uh, F1.8 to 4.9. So not super great, but you did get a pretty good reach with that 100 millimeter. And it did do AVC HD video. Um, you know, pretty much everything does video nowadays. It did not have a, a tilt screen or anything else. That was pretty much it, kind of bare bones. So the Mark II came out and added a tilt screen, which gave you a 90-degree tilt um, if you're kind of opening it up, and then a 40-degree if you're just bending it, so if you wanted to kind of shoot from a lower angle. It did have the option to add an electronic viewfinder, but again, now you're kind of adding bulk to it. And they also added Wi-Fi and NFC, so you can use... Uh, there's a phone app where you can transfer stuff back and forth, which is kind of cool, and control the camera. So then you move up to the Mark III, 
This is where things really changed and got really good. So they upgraded the processor in there to the new to the newest Sony um, X processor. The screen tilting got upgraded as well. So instead of the 90 degree tilt out, it does a full 180, which I don't really find particularly useful. But if you're taking pictures of yourself, I guess you could use that. And then in the other direction, it goes a full 45. So if you're doing down low shots, you get a full 45 degree tilt on that, which is really useful. The focal range did change from the the original 28 to 100 is now a 24 to 70, which, yeah, it's a little bit shorter, but what you gain in that is your aperture range, uh, which you remember used to be 1.8 to 4.9. Now you're 1.8 to 2.8. So all the way out at 70, you're still at 2.8. So that's really cool. The uh, max video, the bitrate went way up too. So you get much better quality video. I haven't really taken a lot of video with it yet, um, but I, I'm sure it probably looks as as good as anything else. Then they uh, the the interesting thing is they actually built in an electronic viewfinder, which is really cool. It just kind of you flip a little switch and it pops up, and you pull the little eye part out, and you have a full EVF built into this thing, which is really cool. And then finally, they have a built-in uh, neutral density filter, which is cool when you're outside shooting in the sun with that one eight to two eight. Um, aperture. So now let's talk price. That's the sticking point, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, point and shoots generally are thought to be cheap. This is not that cheap. Uh, brand new retail it is just shy of $800, which is a lot of money. Uh, you're talking, you're getting into some pretty, pretty decent SLRs at that range. But um, you can definitely find used ones in the 600 to 650 range. Um, I bought mine used, and I got a great deal on it. So I definitely am a fan of getting used gear, obviously from reputable sellers and you know people that take care of their stuff. But camera gear is one of those things that comes and goes pretty quickly with people. And the nice thing is that because stuff gets revved so often... Um, you can get stuff for pretty cheap. So people that are upgrading to whatever the next fancy point and shoot is are ditching their ARCs 100 Mark threes. But, uh, for me, I, I think I'm going to hang on to this thing for a while because it's just, it's solid in every respect. It's very fast too. So from the time you turn it on to the time you're taking a photo, it's quick. So if you're looking for this kind of mid-range camera, I would absolutely look at the RX100 Mark III compared to whatever else is out there or what you may have been thinking about. And although the price is a little bit higher, I think it would probably be worth just waiting a little longer, saving up a little bit more uh, to get this as your as your mid-level or even your primary camera, to be honest. This thing, for most people, could probably just be your primary, your primary uh, camera. So uh, again, it's the RX100 Mark III. Take a look at the show notes to get a few more details on it. And there's some links there as well. And if you're curious about the A7, again, that was episode two of the podcast. So go back and check that out. Thanks for listening, everybody.